1: It's the whole cinema and If you miss the ships that pass in the night, speaking of ships that pass in the night, friends, we are coming to you from the limelight in the heart of pulsating, vibrant, beautiful, romantic, poetic, <laughs> Greenwich Village. And here he is, the greatest huge harp player in the history of Western men, your friend and mine, Gene Shepherd. Here yes. Holy smokes! <laughs> oh, <boo-boo. laughs> all right, all right, Eddie. Eddie! Boy, in about five minutes, the medical officer is going to be here for an inspection. It's going to be GI helmets, raincoats, shoes, and nothing else. All right. By the way, uh, how many of you have noticed? (laughs) Well, in case you've wondered what this fantastic symbol is up here, this is our symbolic listener. And I can only say, if the shoe fits, uh, either that, or you, you have your choice here. This is one of them multiple choice things. You have your choice. This is also a symbolic mother figure. In fact, we had a kid come down here to the limelight a couple of weeks ago. He walked in, took one look. and says, how did she know that I was coming out here? Turned your love. Oh, oh, my. Yes, yeah, that's right. This is a special day. I forgot. In just two days, things. It's going to be Valentine's Day. You're nervous? <laughs> well, uh, now, now there's something to be said about Valentine's Day. You know, I read a note in the Wall Street Journal that said America spends over $41 million on love. $41 million on love. You know that inside the love industry, they call it the guilt business. $41 million. Now that's not just on Valentine's. That's on valentine shaped things with bad candy in it. Uh, that's on all things that have to do with love. And only in a country like America would we spend so much on that abstraction. Love. As a matter of fact, it is, there was a great playwright who once wrote, I think, one of the most interesting lines about America. He said, he says, you know, it's a sad thing that America has the eagle for its national symbol. This is ridiculous. What it should have is a cocker
0: spaniel.
1: He you know, and it should be a cocker spaniel standing up, you know, looking up, big, round eyes saying, love me, please. love me. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's part of that love industry. And by the way, it's interesting, this is the only Valentine that I got this year. I really feel cheated. It says, be my Valentine, or I'll kick you in the ear. Well, it doesn't exactly mean ear. (laughs) Well, that's that's. Uh, I think I think is before I go on the air. Before we even get started here, you got to reassure me. I want to hear just one loud bellow out of this crowd. We love you, Chef. Now let's hear it. One, two, three.
0: <laughs>
1: you notice it's always the bar. Every time some guy up there, well, you know, this business of, of the Valentine, we have a, there's a little kid, We stand up on your seat there, there's a little guy here, a genuine kid. I didn't know they still made him. There he is, a genuine kid, and before I went on the air today, he says, I'm in second grade. I says, are you? He said, Yes. I said, Don't. well, what's happening? He said, We're gonna have a party Monday, Valentine. I said, You're giving anybody a Valentine? He says, Yes, Kathy. And I said, Is Kathy giving you one? And it was a long pregnant pause. He says, She already told me she doesn't like me. So wherever Kathy is tonight. We have with us the man who is madly in love with you. Let's give him a hand. Yeah. Already, all the men applaud particularly loudly there. Already, this poor little innocent victim of life, this is beginning his long trip, always looking at chicks that pass on the street, And then you look at the one you're with.
0: <laughs>
1: Ships that pass in the night. By the way, listen, what, what before I go into this, how many of you men, I don't know whether women have the, the equivalent, but every man in his head has a kind of image of the total girl the girl. You know what I mean by the definitive girl men? <laughs> Look at you can see those faces suddenly drifting away.
0: <laughs>
1: and I can see ladies bending over the table, so What does he mean?
0: <laughs>
1: it's nothing. I don't know. I think he's a nut, some kind of a nut. Oh yeah, we all have this image in our mind of some kind of, of, a, of a of a definitive, some kind of a, of a, of a Oh, it's not a composite. It's maybe a chick square. And ever since the time we were about seven, we've been searching and seeing her vaguely, getting into a bus. While you're walking down the bus, the bus goes. You say, wait, wait, wait. Oh. I guess if I'd have seen her from the front, I wouldn't have been the same. Then ten minutes later, you see her walking across the street with somebody else. You know what I mean? That just that little flick in the night. In fact, right here at the limelight, there are guys in the back of the room that think they've just seen one up here. Well, I remember one time a, a thing that happened to me that's about to occur to this kid. I am in this shield second grade class. Here's my second grade teacher. You know how many of you can remember your teachers? Every teacher you had, all the way on up through 8th grade. <laughs> you know, I'll bet half this crowd thinks he's a patsy. I planted him. You know, and, and the other day I'm watching an old, old movie on television, and, and this girl... The, the psychiatrist asked her, he says, uh, what do you remember out of your past? And it was Joanne Woodward in The Three Faces of Eve. And she says, well, I remember uh, Miss, uh, 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 Miss, Miss, Miss Watson in first grade. And he says, ah, now you remember he's coming back. And then I remember that she started to give all the names of her teachers And I'm sitting there thinking of my teachers when I was in school. And for some reason or other, the one that sticks out the most was Miss Shields in second grade. She had this big, big brillo pad on her head, you know. Yeah, she had a big fuzzy thing, you know, on the top of her head. She was thin and she was pale. And she had these blue eyes behind rimless glasses. And and I always had the feeling she was right on the verge, right on the edge, the nice edge of crying. Well, no wonder, you know, she's looking down at this, this melange, you know. How do you think a teacher must feel? Year after year. Year after year. Decade after decade. These faces. These hanging slack jaws. Looking up at her. These, these hungry, questing eyes, these angry faces, these pasty little figures. No wonder most teachers get that that vaguely, surrealistically kind of look of people who have lived in a Kafka novel. Their world is endless, year after year. Well, Miss Shields used to stand up in front of our class, and every holiday we had in second grade was a big issue. And about, I'd say about a week or maybe even 10 days before Thanksgiving, we would start drawing turkey. Before before Halloween, we had a stack of drawings of pumpkins that high, you know. We had pumpkins and witches going out. But the one she really hit the jackpot on was Valentine's Day. And remember, she was Miss she. I mean, she was really Miss Shield, you know. I mean, you know, the kind of lady that was born wearing a girdle. You know, she she used to stand up there pale, and she would read to us out 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 of a book called Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy and the Camel with the Wrinkled Knees. And I can remember her saying, and Raggedy said, Raggedy Andy said to Raggedy Ann, I love you, Raggedy Ann, and tears would come down out of her eyes. She would be involved in this. Well, as, as Valentine's Day got closer, she got more and more frenzied. And she bring, you remember when they used to give you this lace paper in school, and you had to make Valentine's? they give you the red paper, and you had the paste. By the way, how many how many in this crowd here would like a good pot of paste tonight to eat? Are there any paste eaters in this crowd? There's one right there, you know. Her teeth are all stuck together. I used to, you know, the funny thing about that paste, I used to like it when it got the little crust on the top. I used to nip a little bit of the crust, you know. And then once in a while you'd get a new thing of paste. It came a little little clear jar, you know, and I used to just take a little my finger around it. <laughs> Vintage year, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: Very good. I even tried glue. There were some guys in my class who were ink addicts. You ever know an ink addict? I knew a guy that just mainlined. Used to mainline red ink. I would love to see a doctor taking a, a blood test on him and the ink comes out, you know. Well, Miss Shields would stand up there before before Valentine's Day and she'd say, We're all going to make Valentine. Now use use your creative imagination. Create. And I used to I always had this great idea of a heart. I wonder how many of you ever made this kind, with a heart, and you'd make a little spring out of a piece of paper. You'd fold it three times. And you would glue it to the back of another bigger heart, see, so it would spring out like that. Would sort of hang down groupingly. How significant.
0: <laughs> and
1: then and then around it you would you would you would paste this this little fuzzy, you know, this this lacey stuff like that, and you'd write on the bottom of it two Esther James. Well, there was a chick in my second grade class. She moved away about two years after second grade. I'll never forget when she moved. What a fantastic, traumatic experience it was. How many of you remember being in love with a girl when you were about in second or first grade? One of the very first girls you really got hung up on. And then she moved. Her old man was transferred to Cleveland. And she was gone out of your life. You'd walk around recessed staring, you know, and you always pretend you didn't like girls. You know, I was right in that stage where you showed your love by hitting her in the teeth. You know, that hit oh, yeah, you know, then you'd hide
0: <laughs>
1: you'd see whether you scored on her, you know, or not. <laughs> you know, it was all that part of that whole thing. And so I remember Dawn Strickland. Oh, boy. When I think of Dawn Strickland now, even now, you notice I'm getting to look like a bowl of jello up here. Oh, Dawn. Oh. Dawn Strickland, she wore her hair like a helmet. <laughs> you know, the kind that was cut like this. <laughs> and, and she always wore patent leather shoes that buttoned over the front. And she wore these white socks. And she was fantastically clean. She was the untouchable girl. And Dawn Strickland, see, she was one of the S's. My name is Shepard. I could only fall in love with people who were very close to me. I had bad astigmatism, see. And, <laughs> and Dawn Strickland would sit over here and I'd look at Dawn Strickland. And I'd just keep looking at her. And this continued all the way through 1A, 2B. Now I'm in 2A, see, and my glands are growing and everything, see. And I keep looking at it. And I, every night I would go home and I would, I, you know, it's funny when, when you're a male. I don't know whether chicks do this, but men get into these fantastic little kids, especially they get into these terrible depressed states about the chick that you're, you're hung up. You can hardly wait to get to school the next day. And I would walk home and I would see Dawn Strickland's house. It was her
0: house.
1: I mean, her real house, you know, you could see it. Walk past. I wondered, you know, I wondered about her house. I could imagine her room and her closet. I could just see it, you know, she'd come out and I'd walk past. And then I would walk past again. I'm looking for something now. I remember skating past her house and falling down all the time. Wondering if she's looking out, you know. Then every night I would go home and I would sit. I can remember sitting at supper with that sick feeling. My mother would say, what's the matter? Don't you like the meatloaf? (laughs) That's your favorite meatloaf. With tomato ketchup. I said, yeah. Yeah, That's good, Mom. And I would sit and I would hang despondently over my cocoa malt. Just like guys when they grow up hang despondently over their bourbon and bars. And I would look down. I had this, I had this little cup, you know. It was one of these plastic cups that they used to euchre kids into drinking their milk. Every time you pick it up, it would play Farmer in the Town. <laughs> da, ta, da, ta, ta, ta. And as you down your malt, you would see Minnie Mouse in the bottom. <laughs> oh, boy. All I got to do is come into this bar one night and find Minnie Mouse in the bottom of my bourbon. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just having this fantastic hang-up on Dawn Strickland. she sits there every day, and she's, she's got this look about her, this cool look. And it's now Valentine's Day. I figured, this is my chance. To let her know just what she needs, and so I'm working on the greatest hero of my artwork, and I'm sitting there, and I've got the I've got the paper out and the the fringe and the whole bit, and I'm making little gold things and paper bits, and I got the paste going, and I'm hiding it from her, see, so she doesn't see, why well, it's going to be a surprise. What's it? I see Dawn Strickland over there working on her Valentine, and I think it's going to be mine. Me and on forever. We are going to walk through life like little orphan Annie and Sandy. Forever and I'll go arm. <laughs> yeah, you know, and a whole bit. Well, I remember the day that it the bright and early. I am in second grade. I've got my Valentine is done and it's stuck under the desk. You know, these desks with the little shelf underneath. I got it under there. And we always had our parties late in the afternoon, and all day we'd go through arithmetic, spelling, geography, and at that particular period we were working on a relief map. How many of you ever worked on a relief map of South America? One of these big ones, you know, and everybody's there with the, with the, with the flower in the water, and I'm making the Andes. <laughs> I'm making the Andes, you know, and away next to me, he's helping me with the Andes, and he's working down about Lima, maybe, and I'm up here near Ecuador, see. The two of us are working away there, and directly across from us, working on the other coast, is Dawn Strickland, and I keep looking at Dawn, see, and Josue's joggling up and down against me, you know, the two of them are looking across I think. I'm looking over there. Here's South America spread in between us. You can see the Amazon River trickling down towards Esther Jane Alberry. She's over there, you know. And Chile is way over here by Al Farkas. Al Farkas, by the way, was our delinquent. I'll never forget the time Farkas absolutely challenged Miss Shields. He just got up, broke his pencil in half. It really been what a symbolic movement, you know. He, just, he goes, pow, like that. And he stood by his desk. He just wasn't going to do it anymore. All this jazz, you know, this ridiculous stuff, you know. He was a very early demonstrator, you yeah. know. Miss Shields says, sit down. he says, sit down and spark his clothing section. And the whole class, you know, there was that tense moment, the class. Everyone thought, this is it. But it ain't gonna happen. He's chicken again. And then he goes up. And Miss Shield turns back to the board. That look. You know, that sweeping look. All of us sit there. And you know, I'm one of those guys, for years, I've developed that shifting eye. And she looks down over us. But this day, it was just pouring out of her love. It was Valentine's Day. And we go through arithmetic, and we go through spelling. And now we go through geography. And now we have lunch. Do you you really remember any of your lunches when you were a kid? You know, you had them. You ever thought of yourself as an eating machine? Your whole life is spent, you know, in and out, you know, just eat, eat, eat. You know, every time I look at people, in fact, I sometimes look at myself and I can see all the meals I've ever had since I was a little tiny baby. Can you imagine walking along this, this long, endless belt? Graham crackers, Graham crackers, and Yoo-hoo. Here's
0: 1,700
1: candy kisses. You keep walking, and slowly you can you can tell a man's life as it grows as you go up the scale. Tablum. Here's toast busted up. You remember when you used to have toast, buttered toast busted up in the milk with a little sugar on it, a little, little cinnamon on the top of it when you were sick. You see that? You know, it comes up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had an aunt who, whenever I went to visit her, she would give me soda crackers. Busted up into milk with a little sugar. No, no, wait a minute. Now, I'm going to tell you a funny thing about that. I will award you a brass fig with bronze oak leaf palms. If you can tell me what comic strip character made that dish popular. He kept talking about it all the time. No, not little Abner, Come on. He talked about Kickapoo Joy Juice. No. And and as a little kid, see, I saw that comic strip and I got I got so that of, I thought, gee, this is a you got hung on it, you know. I thought, gee, that's a great dish because he always talked about it. And so Aunt Glenn would always give me busted-up crackers with the salt. And I pretended I liked it, because the guy in the comic strip liked it. And I figured Aunt Glenn didn't make it good, the busted-up crackers. Well then, oh, here's another one. Who always talked about corned beef and cabbage? Not Maggie, she hated it. Not Cindy Moore, come on, that's where he went to get it. All right, who ate who ate hamburgers all of his life? Okay, who? What? All right, smart guy. Look at how look at how aggressive they get, you know. You touch the belly button and they go. All right, all right, okay, all right. What what creature lived exclusively on orchids in the comic strip? Uh-huh. Now we're separating the sheep from the goat. Huh? No, 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 Allie, you drag him. Come on. It was in the same strip that Wimpy was in. We will forget it. We will forget it. All right. Okay, uh... All right, I'll ask you another. you want to hear another one of those? All right, okay. Now, if you want to talk about food in comic strips, what character always continually in the strip was always going out for a plate of spaghetti? He always says, I'm going out for a plate of spaghetti. Why do I remember this stuff? Why is my mind crammed with this crud? Oh, but but all of you down here remember Pearl Harbor. I don't remember nothing. You could tell me who fought at the Battle of Argencourt. All I would say would be, uh, who, uh, Popeye? uh, Oh, all right, all right, I'll ask you you another one then. Okay, smart guy. What was it that Harold Keene and his buddy Bink, Binky, used to go down to Pop Jenks to get? something to eat all the time. All right, I'll ask you another one. What did what did Harold Keene call his girlfriend? And it had to do with something to eat. Nope. No, you're just guessing. Why do I remember this? All right, all right. Anybody out there, out, out in the listening audience, give us a call here at the limelight. And we'll get the answers. But I'm a kid, see, and Miss Shields is about to have her Valentine's party and it was one of the very few times i ever ran into the true adult world when i i I guess all of us at at about the age of 10 begin to see the adult world hear that phone ring out there some poor slob out in jersey he too remembers this quad you know his mind is crammed with little things, you know, down at the office he's perpetually working in the mail room. Well, all right, all right, Miss Shields, Miss Shields got up in front of the class, and this is it, this is just it's tattooed in my mind. She says, All right now, children, I have a surprise for you. She says, I'm going to give all of you a Valentine. And Miss Shields gave each one of us one of those little pink baskets, you know, these paper baskets with the little pink hearts that taste like uh, cinnamon. They're bitter. I've, have you ever liked those? They're terrible. And Miss Shields gave us each one, you know, and under, it says, I love you, Miss Shields. Each one of us sitting there, what do you say, you know, when old lady Shields tells you she loves you? <laughs> we call the old lady Shields. And so we sit there, each one of us is little baskets. And Miss Shields is up in front looking down at all of us. And she says, I just thought you ought to know that I love all of you. She's been saying this to kids for a hundred years. And she really did, you know. She said, I just want to say I love all of you. Now, will all of you exchange past? your valentines up to the front of the class now. And we will exchange valentines. And up they came. All these valentines. You know, they come up. And she's standing there. You know, remember when you pass up to the kid ahead of you? And he passes it to the kid ahead of him. See? Up it goes. And she says, all right, now you, Alex, and uh, how about you, Dolores? Both of you two now, you pass them out. So the two kids from the front... They pick up the valentine. Ross Oh, boy. Oh, gee. My valentine in there. <laughs> you can see all the rest of the kids are all looking like this. Jack Robertson over here, he's lo- he looks like a radiator cap ornament. You know, he's looking. <laughs> and they start passing them out. Well, let me tell you what happened. Dawn Strickland at 36 valentines
0: <laughs>
1: on her desk, stacked up like that. I got one little valentine from a little short fat girl on the other side of the room named Helen Weathers. And she looked at me, I looked back over at Helen, Dawn just sits there. And not one of us knew who got Dawn's valentine valentine didn't come from dawn. Already at that age, dawn was taken. (laughs) We'll be back in five minutes, gang.